Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today's November 30th. Today we're going to move into the book of Habakkuk. Now the book of Habakkuk is an exchange or a conversation almost between the Lord and Habakkuk. In fact, it feels very, very similar to Doctrine and Covenants section 121. Remember when Joseph Smith was in Liberty Jail and he was saying, Things like, oh God, where art thou and where is thy pavilion? How long shall thy hand be stayed? And he's talking to God. I don't want to say he's complaining, but he's trying to understand. And he's trying to wrap his mind around God's plan and God responds. And what we're going to see in Habakkuk is a very similar situation, very similar scripture. Habakkuk is going to ask God very bold and sincere questions about his people and about the things that he's seeing happen in his day. And really, if there's anything that we can take from this book, it's an understanding of what can happen when we're willing to go to the Lord with our hard questions and go to the Lord with the things that are troubling us. So this book obviously was written by or is said to have been written by the prophet Habakkuk, and we don't know much about him. We know that he was a prophet. He lived in the kingdom of Judah and that he was a prophet sometime in between the fall of Israel and the destruction of Jerusalem or the destruction of Judah. Now, that's a pretty decent sized period of time, but we just don't know exactly when it was written. But what we do know is that in that time period, as we've seen in most of the prophets' writings, that time period, the people were extremely wicked. And God kept saying, I am going to destroy the people. I am going to humble them. I'm going to carry them away, right? He warns and he commands the people to repent or they were going to be destroyed. But as I read this, I realized how difficult that must have been for these prophets for hundreds of years to be prophesying that certain things were going to happen and then they're not happening. Or for hundreds of years, just trying so hard and wanting so much for people to repent and to come unto Jehovah, and yet that's not happening. And it made me realize how frustrating that must have been to have been a prophet at that time, to witness the wickedness, to consistently cry repentance, and yet to not be seeing what the Lord was saying was going to happen, to not be seeing the change that you were hoping to see, which got me thinking about our own lives and how often we pray for the desires of our hearts, how often we cry unto the Lord for the things that we are desperate for, the things that we are wanting, how often we receive confirmation that we'll be blessed or that things will be okay, yet we don't see it, and how difficult that can be as we're waiting on the Lord for the blessings or the miracles that we so desperately seek in this life. So let's jump into Habakkuk. This is chapter one and listen to some of these questions and some of these things that Habakkuk cries unto the Lord. Verse two says, O Lord, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance for spoiling and violence are before me and there are that rise up strife and contention. Therefore, the law is slacked and judgment doth never go forth for the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore, wrong judgment proceedeth. So as you can see, very, very similar vibe to what we see in Doctrine and Covenants section 121. He's saying, God, why are you letting this happen? Why is this still going on? Where's the deliverance? Where's the destruction that you've said? 
Why are the wicked allowed to rule and reign over us? Why are the wicked so prevalent among us without you doing anything? And I think all of us, to some degree or another, can understand the feelings of waiting on the Lord for blessings or miracles that we are seeking. Maybe we are crying consistently unto the Lord for our loved ones to return to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we're not seeing it, and we're waiting, and it hurts as we wait. Maybe we are crying for family or for children that haven't come yet. Maybe we're crying for a partner that hasn't come, for financial relief that hasn't come, for a job that hasn't yet come. There are so many ways in which sometimes we wait on the Lord, and that waiting can be a hard place to be. But I want to take a second to just listen to a quote from a talk by Elder Holland called Waiting on the Lord and the promises that he makes us as we are in that sacred space of waiting and growth. How long do we wait for relief from hardships that come upon us? What about enduring personal trials while we wait and wait and help seems so slow in coming? Why the delay? when burdens seem more than we can bear. We're not the first, nor will we be the last, to ask such questions. When sorrows bear down on us, or an ache in our heart goes on and on. So while we work and wait together for the answers to some of our prayers, I offer you my apostolic promise that they are heard and they are answered, though perhaps not at the time or in the way that we wanted. But they are always answered at the time and in the way that an omniscient and eternally compassionate parent should answer them. My beloved brothers and sisters, please understand that he who never sleeps nor slumbers cares for the happiness and ultimate exaltation of his children above all else that a divine being has to do. He is pure love gloriously personified, and merciful Father is his name. Well, if this is the case, you might say, shouldn't his love and mercy simply part our personal Red Seas and allow us to walk through our troubles on dry ground? Shouldn't he send 21st century seagulls winging in from somewhere to gobble up all of our pesky 21st century crickets? Well, the answer to such questions is yes. God can provide miracles instantaneously. But sooner or later, we learn that the times and seasons of our mortal journey are His, and they are His alone to direct. The point is that faith means trusting God in good times and bad, even if that includes some suffering, until we see His arm revealed in our behalf. That can be difficult in our modern world when many have come to believe that the highest good in life is to avoid all suffering, that no one should ever anguish over anything. But that belief will never lead us to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. With apologies to Elder Neal A. Maxwell for daring to modify and enlarge something he once said, I too suggest that one's life cannot be both faith-filled and stress-free. It simply will not work to glide naively through life, saying as we sip another glass of lemonade, Lord, give me all thy choicest virtues, 
But be certain not to give me grief, nor sorrow, nor pain, nor opposition. Please do not let anyone dislike me or betray me. And above all, do not ever let me feel forsaken by thee or those I love. In fact, Lord, be careful to keep me from all the experiences that made thee divine. And then when the rough sledding by everyone else is over, please let me come and dwell with thee where I can boast about how similar our strengths and our characters are as I float along on my cloud of comfortable Christianity. My beloved brothers and sisters, Christianity is comforting, but it is often not comfortable. The path to holiness and happiness here and hereafter is a long and sometimes rocky one. It takes time and tenacity to walk it. When will these burdens be lifted? Well, the answer is by and by. And whether that be a short period or a long one, it is not always ours to say. But by the grace of God, the blessings will come to those who hold fast to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That issue was settled in a very private garden on a very public hill in Jerusalem long ago. My friends, it's my testimony that waiting on the Lord can be a sacred space of growth and of faith if we place our faith in He who is mighty to save, trusting that the greatest miracle of all, the atonement of Jesus Christ, will make all things right in His time and in His way. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 